Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic Dash Kwiatkowski. Dash Kwiatkowski, how the hell are you? I'm doing all right. I've had a day. I've had a <laughs> little bit of a day so far. Got a lot of knee pain, and I broke a bunch of glass. So that's yeah. cool. That's fun. One that I'm doing. There's lizards Today? everywhere. Did you, you you broke a lizard's yeah, terrarium? Yeah, I let all the lizards out. I let them all out um, as part of my action to free lizards. No, uh, I uh, moving my partner's uh, leopard gecko tank. I uh, I stumbled on some steps. The whole thing broke. Very messy. Very bad. The lizard was not in the tank. That's important. Uh, <laughs> when you move them, you don't move them in the tank. You move them in a little in a little safer thing. Uh, so I had to go out and get a new tank. I had to clean up a bunch of broken glass. It is what it is. But I, I have survived uh, with only a few bruises and cuts to my name. Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I'm so happy to have you on. Thanks for joining us despite the lizard, yeah, ma- lizard mayhem. And uh, where can people <laughs> find you do the online comedy throughout the quarantine? I follow you on on uh, Twitter. And it's so funny because although you're, you, know, you do come up at Dash Kwiatkowski, your Instagram, which I think is the same thing, teaches me that I can look up dashcomedy.com and it will come up your Twitter dash Kwiatkowski. How the hell did that happen? So I, uh, I, uh, I had a website before. Uh, I was very outdated. Um, just not really representative of any of the stuff that I got going on, but I'm terrible with web stuff. And so the person who had designed it, built it for me, uh has sort of gone uh afk sort of uh, just cannot reach them so i was like well i guess i'm just stuck with this old website but I, I was like you know what maybe i can just maybe it's simple enough to just redirect the domain to the twitter so now the yeah so and you know i mean because the thing is i you know i'm not a major corporation i don't know how much i really need a full-on website you know i think the twitter is pretty representative of what i've got going on you know videos <laughs> comments stuff like that all of my scorching hot takes <laughs> go straight to the twitter yeah. um but yeah i decided it'd be easier so yes dash comedy.com will take you to twitter.com slash dash Kowski. it's a pretty fancy move on yeah. my part i think so it's just a website yeah, website redirect. And and here on your Twitter, I can see that you are a co-host of Psychic Friends with former guest Rosa Escandon. And you're also yes. you, you're a podcaster for the fourth fa- my fourth favorite D&D podcast, Lost in the Multiverse. That's true. It is everybody's fourth favorite D&D podcast. <laughs> uh, you know, someday we'll get on up to third, maybe. That's the dream. Um, the, the D&D podcast is really fun. We've been running it for a little over a year now. Uh, we've had guests like Janet Varney. She's uh, Cora from the Legend of Cora show. We've had uh, Ray Wise, uh, you know, from RoboCop and Twin Peaks and stuff. Um, I taught Ray Wise to play Dungeons and Dragons on the podcast. I'm pretty wow. proud of that one. You taught RoboCop uh, something? I taught, well, not RoboCop. He's the bad guy. Oh, <laughs> that's even um, better. That is even better. I, I taught him how to, yeah, I had him play as a, uh, I had him play as an assassin. His first <laughs> attack, he rolled a crit and did 69 damage. I made a tremendous deal of it. Yes. And uh, <laughs> the rest is, as they say, history. But it's, it's a fun D&D podcast. Um, it's live play. So, you know, we just, I, I, I DM it. So I, I've written all the story and I do all the 
you know, the plot stuff. And then I set this story in front of my players and started to see where they go with it. Wow. And that's, and, and that is not, I mean, it sounds like your guests are, are big timers and not necessarily comedians. Well, we do get some comedians too. We've had, uh, we've had, um, <clears throat> we've had Marsha Belsky on, we've had, um, I'm trying to think of my less famous guests, which is rude of me. Rosa has been at Rosa has been on the podcast. Well, yeah, there you go. That's, that's all I need. That's the most famous person I care about. <laughs> but yeah, real, real, real quick, we're going to talk about um, social justice and, um, yes. you know, you know, abolishing the police and things like that. And even in your Twitter bio, I see SJW for social justice warrior. What can you That's kind correct. of tell us, tell us about your, um, your hot takes online, you know, your social yeah. justice kind of advocacy and how, you know, any blowback you've experienced from all the, the Twitterverse. Definitely. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like, I feel like there's this idea that everyone, you know, you, you have to, emerge from you know a chrysalis and be have perfect opinions and stuff i think one of the things that really sort of colors my own take on social justice is that you know i've been doing stand-up comedy for uh, a decade and when i started it if you asked me about free speech and offensive jokes i would have had opinions that today you know current day dash would have probably been like hey that fucking sucks what's one of those what's one of those takes on free speech back in the day that would have oh, that you'd be chafing at right now I would have been a very very staunch like hey, you know you can joke about anything yeah. as long as it's jokes it's total everything's on the table yeah. and I think part of you know part of existing in you know existing in the year of our dark lord 2020 is, is growth <laughs> you know we all gotta we have to be comfortable with the idea that we're we're we are imperfect currently and we're striving to get better and yeah. all you know i'll i'll have i'll have takes and this is i think this is part of it too a lot of people some people get this like oh i'm scared to say anything i don't want to get canceled or whatever <laughs> you know i i'll reach out to people and just be like hey i thought of something is this funny or is this is this uh, messed <laughs> up and sometimes people are like hey actually yeah you haven't considered it from this angle and i'll say that's a good point and yeah. uh you know i appreciate the feedback and i think I think, you know, there's this idea that people have that the left is just trying to, you know, clamp everything down and shut everyone down. And I don't think that that's true at all. I, I think that, you know, I think what it means to, to try to be progressive or try to be, you know, on the side of justice here is to realize that, you know, people, people got to learn. People have to learn somewhere. And, you know, I'll have, I'll have people, you know, approach me. I have one person uh on the internet who messages me every now and then who i've, I've never met and this is just a, a person who is aware of me existing <laughs> and uh and they'll reach out to be like hey i don't get they them pronouns can you explain that to me oh, and cool. you know and and yeah and it's a thing where you know it's a person coming at me in good faith trying to genuinely understand and you know maybe they slip up a little bit maybe their language isn't perfect but at the same time i know that like this person has taken the steps of reaching out and trying to do something and trying to, you know, learn. And I think that's, that's all I'm really looking for is a genuine attempt at learning, a genuine attempt at figuring stuff out. Uh, you know, I, it's, I think there's this idea that, Oh, if you, you know, if you say the wrong thing, people are going to be real mad at you. And, and some people might, and they have that right. Cause you know, their lived experience has been 
wildly frustrating in a number of ways. <laughs> but I think, I think for the most part, you know, if someone approaches me in good faith and is like, hey, I might goof this up, but I'm genuinely trying to learn. What, what, what's a joke by a famous comedian that Dash Kwiatkowski wouldn't tell and why wouldn't you tell it? Hmm. Or just well, generally, I mean, kind of, yeah, well, yeah what, what do you see famous comedians, what do you see famous comedians kind of doing? You know, like the Dave Chappelle joke about the LGBTQ in the car. Like, did you have a problem with that bit? Sure. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll say, I think, first of all, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a tremendous fan of Dave Chappelle personally, just because I feel like he's sort of made it very clear that he's no fan of uh, trans people yeah. in any number of ways and any number of sort of responses to things. I think, I think the sort of the, the, the safest thing is, and you hear a lot of people talk about punching up and punching down. And I think that's sort of how I try to, that's how I try to, uh, you know, uh, configure the, the jokes that I'm telling, or at least what I think is funny and, and how I want to proceed like that. You know, uh, I think a standard example, you hear a lot of, you know, people ragging on Trump, which I think is good because I'm not a big fan of that guy either. But I think, you know, as soon as you're saying, oh, you know, do you see how hard it was for Trump to hold a glass? And, you know, to me, I say, you know, hey, I've, I have people in my life who live with you know motor issues or yeah. who have trouble holding the glass themselves i'm not you know i'm not gonna try to make fun of trump for a physical thing when you know as far as i know he can't control that and as for you know to me there's a lot of a lot of worse things <laughs> a lot of worse things <laughs> that guy's much more worthy of, of mockery you know any number of the things that he's said or done but, just the things that he said and the legislation he's, he's put in. But I, I think that's a good example where, you know, even someone who is ostensibly on the right side of history can have glaring blind spots in terms of how they handle stuff. And, you yeah. know, I think Dave Chappelle's a really interesting example of that where, you know, when it comes to issues of race, Dave Chappelle is extremely, extremely poignant and has a lot of thoughts that I think, you know, are things that we would certainly agree with on, on, uh, you know, racial injustice, which honestly, you know, with, with someone like Dave, that makes it a little bit more frustrating when he's got such bad takes on, you know, trans people, because then it's like, Hey, you should, you should know better, huh? And I love your example of Donald Trump because yes, you, you're fine with all comedians taking on Donald Trump, but with respect Absolutely. to the, the whole holding the glass, that would be punching down. And so in the example, like if, if Dash Kwiatkowski were to do a joke, you know, on the topic or premise of LGBTQ or anybody, you know, anybody who's, you know, on the gender or sexuality spectrum, like what would sure, still, sure. what would still be punching down? Like, is there a joke where you could punch down? Like, you know, is there a joke that could be appropriate in the same way where Trump jokes are appropriate, except when you're punching down? Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, I, you know, I, I used to have a, I used to have a joke that I would tell and I actually I said to stop telling this joke and I'll explain exactly why. <laughs> but I, I, used to, I used to have a joke that I would, I would talk about how, you know, conservatives, conservatives like to pre pretend that you can't say anything negative about marginalized people. And that's simply not, that's not true. Uh, you can't say the things that they want to say about marginalized people, <laughs> but you know, perfect example. Caitlyn Jenner um, is not a, you know, good person. We don't, we don't really like her uh, on the, on, on our side of things. Yeah. Um, and if you want to make fun of her for, you know, killing someone with her car or any of that <laughs> stuff, totally yeah. fair. That's, that's yeah. fair. But you know, to, if you, you know, we just don't want you to 
know, uh, disrespect her identity. And yeah. then uh, the joke would further, I, the, the second part of the joke, I would talk about how, you know, if you dislike Pol Pot for being a genocidal murderer, totally fair. <laughs> but if you dislike Pol Pot with, uh, you know, Asian caricatures or stereotypes, <laughs> then you've done it bad again. Oh, I love that. Uh, and I would, I would, I would talk about this. And this is, this is, you know, this is an example that I, I go to a lot because I would tell this joke in clubs in the middle of the country, and I would see audiences, um, mostly white audiences, and I would see them laughing specifically when I talk about like the Asian stereotype part. And I'm watching uh, someone and thinking, "Oh, you don't, you don't actually understand what part of the, the joke that I wrote." <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm watching these people being like, "Oh, you're, you think that I'm making." And I'm, I'm Asian American, so you know I felt comfortable using that as an example. But at the same time, it's not free reign for you know the person receiving the joke. And that's a joke that I had to stop telling because I, I was like, you know, people aren't taking it the right way. And as clever as I might think it is, it's it's being misinterpreted in a way that I think is not helpful and sort of uh, you know fueling a thing that I'm not trying to be a part of. So yeah, you could tell it you know in New York City if those audiences are presumably laughing at the correct part. That's it's it's a little harder. Although you know, that sort of gets into a whole other thing, where you know people talk about the coasts versus the middle of the country versus the uh, south, and yeah. you know you'll get a lot. And this sort of this sort of goes to punching down again, right? Because you know, as someone spent you know ten years driving up and all over this this bad country, and uh, you know I will say this: the coasts are not less racist in the middle of the country or the south i'll say it's racist in a different way i feel a little bit safer existing on a coast i feel you know i don't feel uh threatened walking around you know with a with a rainbow flag or with a, with a trans pride flag i feel a lot safer doing that you know on the west coast on the east coast yeah. um but I, i'd say it's you know just as racist just as sort of homophobic in, in different in different ways and you know again safer maybe less threatening ways but but but, you know, still still racist and sexist. And I think that's really important because you get a lot of people, and this sort of fuels the sort of the, the, the coastal elite myth, right? But yeah. a lot of people, when they, you know, they're making fun of the South, a lot of people are actually just making fun of poverty. And I think, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't really help yeah. anybody. Or, uh, and, it, and it's sort of, I feel like, a little bit hypocritical. And what kind of, you said there's still some homophobia in New York City, like a different type. You know, what can you mention? You know, what kind of, you know, um, uh, racism and, and uh, sexism and, and sure. homophobia is happening in New York City still? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this. That my first, you know, my, my first, I think, two weeks of being in, in New York. I, I moved here for stand-up. My first two weeks of being in New York, I got booked on a show. I went out to that show, and I watched a comic before me who is beloved, who is liked a lot by you know, leftist comics, who's liked a lot, who is ostensibly, you know, in air quotes on the right side of history, I watched the comic get up and do a joke that compared uh, gay marriage and civil rights to bestiality. And, you know, the joke got laughed and people laughed and a lot of people would listen to someone like this, make a joke like this and say, oh, well, you know, he's not hateful. There's no hate there. Um, but, you know, as, as if you if you look into the sort of the history of it, you look at that sort of that metaphor comparing oh, well, if, you know, if, if, if two guys can get married, why not, you know, a guy and a dog, why not, whatever. And yeah. that's, the, that's the dog whistle that we've been hearing for years, you know, yeah. that has been used to discredit um, queer civil rights for a really long time. And so to hear someone very comfortable make a joke like that, and, you know, obviously it wasn't 
and this isn't to say like, and that was the one homophobic joke I've ever heard in New York City. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's, uh, it's pretty common. And I think this sort of goes to the thing we were saying before about, you know, free speech and what does it mean to make jokes? And, and I think, I think there's something, you know, I'm not, I'm not ever going to tell someone what jokes they are allowed to make because I don't believe that I have that right. And I don't think that anybody has that right. But I think that if you're going to get up on stage with a microphone and be likable and make people laugh and, and to claim that your job is to sort of bring joy, right? Because I think ultimately that's what stand-up is about. You're trying to make people laugh. You're trying to bring some sort of comfort and entertainment. Um, and if you can make them think about something, that's, that's good too. And I think that's, that's a noble effort. But I, I think... You know, it's not about what people are allowed to say, but I do think there is a responsibility that goes into it. If, if you're the type of person who is holding a microphone and talking to a crowd, there's a responsibility to think about the things that you are putting into the world. And are you are you helping or are you hurting? And even if you're hurting in a way that's subtle or you think it's all right because it's funny, like that's a decision that I think everyone should spend a little bit of time thinking about before they make it. Yeah, yeah. And the the one person that's thinking about it is Dash Kwiatkowski. And Dash, the easiest way for people to find your comedy is is dashcomedy.com. And I thank you so much, Dash Kwiatkowski, for coming on. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's great talking to you.